fuck is up? This is the Constant State of Annoyance Podcast, and I am your host, George Blaha. Thank you for clicking. Thank you for misclicking. I'm just glad you're here, dude. This is like a new setup, you know? I'm, I don't think this is permanent. I don't know if this is permanent, to be honest, but I just wanted to try something different. Uh, but, you know, I noticed that, you know, me screaming from a desk, I kind of look like a boss, like an angry boss that you fucking hate, like that angry boss that's going to cause, you know, a couple of breakups in your life because all you talk about is how much you hate your boss. That's all you fucking talk about instead of fucking, you know, pulling your pants up and fucking telling your boss to go fuck himself because you you said, you know what, I'm never going to climb the corporate ladder. I'm going to go do something I like, you know, but no, you just keep on talking about how much your boss is an asshole and you never do anything about it. That's what I fucking look like, dude, screaming from the other side of a desk like a fucking maniac, you know, like now, I, like honestly, now I just want to like, you know, sit in this chair like a friend, like a buddy. I'm here, buddy. Hey, hi. Want to talk? Want to listen to my thoughts? That's what that's the that's the logic between you know behind this setup, and also it's a little bit more easier. The only thing I don't like is like how many wires. Like you can't see it, but there are wires like all around me. Like honestly, it feels like I'm about to start. I'm about to initialize a gang bang from a bunch of sex spots. You know, just wires everywhere. I sort of got the first. Sex spot. And when I say the first sex spot, I, I don't mean like the sex spot that you could only get online. I mean the sex spots that are going to be massively produced. Probably American made. I don't know if we're going to keep on trusting China to make our stuff, you know, after the whole coronavirus. But, but our American made sex robots that are fucking put on shelves at Walmart, dude. I'm talking about those, dude. The first ones, they're going to be clunky as... Fuck, bro. They're going to be so clunky. Like, they are going to, like, decharge so quickly, dude. And it's going to take forever. It's going to take forever to charge, man. You know? And then, like, on the box, it's going to say, hey, don't fuck while it's, conne while, you know, it's connected to a power source. But you're just so desperate and jittery to keep on fucking your new toy that that you do it anyways, and the fucking heat that that's coming from the fucking electrical outlet, you know, heats up the pussy area because obviously a sex robot, you know, a lot of its, you know, a lot of its fucking battery is going to be used up on moving, which is going to, you know, it's going to take a lot of electrical energy to do that, and also to keep. The pussy warm. I wonder if it's, I wonder if like, because obviously it's all going to be powered by an app, you know, not a remote controller. You could lose a remote controller. Could you imagine, could you imagine losing the remote control of your sex robot and all it is, it's just this like cold, heavy, you know, because it has a lot of moving parts inside of it. It's going to be just cold, heavy thing that you used to fuck and now you can't because you kind can't find a fucking controller. And you have to buy a replacement for 150 bucks. That's how they get you. You know? And you connect it to the fucking electrical outlet. And you still have sex with it, dude. And it gives you dick cancer, dude. Just fast-growing, bubbling tumors all over your fucking shaft, dude. 
a bunch of moles up here. <laughs> the next day, you take a piss, man, and there's this one big hairy mole. It grew hair overnight, dude. That's how fucking radioactive those sex robots' vaginas were once you plugged it into the wall and fuck it and fucked it despite the fucking warning on the box, on the manual that no one read, dude. Jeez, who's going to write the fucking manual of those sex robots, man? Those are going to be crazy fucking times. That's what this fucking studio feels right, like, if I could call it a studio or, you know, this one corner where I record shit in my room. <laughs> studio. And I sort of got that word just blurted out of my mouth. And then, you know, your realization of how ridiculous that is. <laughs> the studio, please. But you do, do, do the first sex robots. I can't wait for them, dude. I really can't wait for them. You know, I'm not saying I'm going to buy one, but oh, man, the jokes, the jokes, bro. That's all I think about. I just think about the jokes, man. You know, that's why in a way I do want Joe Biden to win. Like, I hate Joe Biden. I like this. He, this guy's fucking forgetting shit. All the fucking time, dude. Like, this guy has fallen down the stairs a couple fucking times, dude, in the last couple of months. Like, he forgets where he is. He forgets. Like, this this old guy's fucking senile, man. And I like that. I like that he is this, like, candidate that, that's, uh, he's a hugely flawed candidate and I want him to win because I'm tired of Trump jokes. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing the word orange all the time. I'm tired of seeing the word orange and it getting a bunch of retweets. Like if we haven't heard that joke already, I'm fucking exhausted of it. I'm tired of it. I get tired of ideas easily, man. I want something new. Give me something fresh, bro. You know, so I can't wait for all the fucking senile jokes and memes that are going to happen when Joe Biden wins, if he wins. And that's a big if. That's a big fucking if. <laughs> you know? You know what I mean? But Jesus Christ. Dude, dude, those first sex robots, if you really think about it, means they're going to come for, like, men and for women. The 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 male sex, I mean, the the sex robots targeted to to... Well, at least like straight men, those sex robots are going to be much cheaper than like, you know, sex robots targeted to gay men and women, dude. Like that's it's straight women. That's they're going to be much more expensive because you because the other sex robots, they need more, you know, pieces to like hump, dude. Humping is going to take a lot of power. Those are going to be different fucking bots, man. They're going to be different fucking days once we have those, you know. But the first ones, man, some of them are going to explode. You're going to cause, like, genital cancer, you know? The dick is going, like, you know, like a fucking, what are those called? Jesus Christ. One of my laptops, I don't know which one. I have two laptops in front of me. One of my laptops is just throwing a fit. It's just having an asthma attack, dude. You know, just the fans going wild. What are you heating down, bro? What the fuck is it heating down, dude? There's so many things, dude, that are just fucked when it comes to breathing. I'll get to that in a moment in my life. But um, what the fuck was I talking about before my laptop interrupted me? I let my, I let my, it's a, you know. That's why I kind of want to, I would like a sex robot around just so I could scream at it at an inanimate object and it feels valid and I don't feel stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like like once we roll in, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe we're all going to have. I don't even know what the future looks like after this. I really don't know. But sex robots make sense, dude, because no one, everyone's going to be a little precautious when it comes to hooking up now. Everyone's going to be, I don't even know that. I don't even know that's true, you know. Like, really? Like, can the fear of death, this is very, I really don't think, you know what, now that I really put some consideration into it, I really don't think that, you know, COVID-19 is going to get into in, in the way of people hooking up. I really don't think so, dude. Like, throughout all these years, dude, throughout all these years, we've been crossing the jungle, just it just getting into the face of danger, dude, just to get that puss, bro. Just to get our genitals wet, dude. We fucking crossed oceans. We fucking, you know, raped and pillaged villages. We've done it all, dude. And to think that, you know, us being, us living in this like post-COVID-19 paranoid written future, you know, where we're all like afraid to touch guardrails. A lot of people are going to fall down the stairs, by the way, <laughs> in the future. <laughs> A lot of people are going to tumble down fucking stairs, bro, because they're too afraid to touch the guardrail. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of broken necks. A lot of broken necks at subway terminals, dude. <laughs> They're too afraid, dude. They're not the germs. It's going to be crazy, dude. It's going to be very scary. This is what I keep on thinking about. Just the future of things, man. Like, what, what is it going to be, you know? I don't even know what to think anymore. You know, every day I watch the news, it just gets worse and worse. It's just like, I don't even want to do this shit anymore, man. Oh, it's really fucking frustrating. Really, I'm trying not to not to talk about that, you know, a lot. But I'm doing changes. As you can see, I have a candle to show my sensitive side. Just to show you that, I, that, 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 that I'm not an angry, screaming, mustachioed boss. Just to show my sensitive side. This is the only candle I've owned. I've owned it for like six years, you know, and it's not even halfway burnt, dude. I like I like candles, but I only use candles if I'm going to eat either because I smoked weed in my room, which I never do. I used to smoke weed in the fucking in the bathroom of my house and I would, and, and I would turn on the candle, but it's like I never it's, e it's either for that because I smoked weed or it's either because I because it's great for sex. Candles are great for sex, dude. Really. They're they're like they're not my favorite type of illumination, you know, candles, but I like candles when I'm having sex, dude. It it is what it, if you if you're fucking turning on candles all around the house at night and you turned off the lights of your house, you're fucking you and you're alone, you're ripping one out, dude. You're ripping one out in the fucking kitchen, dude. You're going to jerk off on the couch. You're going to introduce a new stain to your carpet floors. That's the game plan. If you're alone and you're surrounded and your only form of illumination is candles. It's either that or you, or you live in a shed 
in Haiti. One of those, dude. <laughs> you either live in a third world country or you're going to jerk off. That's the only two reasons that, that, that you could be alone with a bunch of candles turned on and you turn off the lights. That's the only <laughs> excuse you have, dude. Third world country or you're like horny as fuck, man. I love fucking in a candlelit room because there's something about just fucking a shadow you know, and and I, I I like it. It really it really just hides the moles of a person. <laughs> it really really hides their moles, dude. That's why I love fucking in a candlelit room. I don't I have a bunch of moles that aren't so fun to look at. This one on my face. Some people say they like it. Uh, you know, I I forget it's there. Other people also forget it's there, but it's there, dude. Like it's there. I really hope this one, it, I really hope this fucking mole doesn't have fucking, doesn't have fucking hair on it, you know. I don't become that guy, that old guy, you know. It's only old people that have hairy moles. Young people with hairy moles, it's just so fucking weird, man. It's like, it's like if that, if that, if that, that certain area where, where the mole is, where that hairy mole is, like that's the only area that has like, that is aging rapidly, but the rest of you is aging at the normal rate that's supposed to Hey, Jat. Harry Moles, dude. Jeez, just, just fucking, fucking follicles opening up on your fucking, you know, cancerous area of skin. It's so weird, dude. You know, cancer riddled hairs, and the hairs on moles—they're never beautiful. Dude, <laughs> they're never, they never look nice. No one combs them. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's because no one combs them. But they're like, they're like worse than pubes, you know. They're just all fucked up, dude. Really, mole hair is so fucked up, man. I have a mole, though. I do have a mole. I have a mole on on the shaft of my cock. If, 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 I, if I take my dick, right, if, if I put my dick like this. Right. If I put my dick like this on on this side, like if I lift it up, if I lift up my cock on this side, like under the head, it has an, ex an a mole just like this. Not this size, but it kind of looks like me. It has a mole in the left area under the head. You know, it would be weird if it was on the head, but it's like under the head. And and all I want to do, all I want to do is just put like put like tiny a tiny little mustache right under that mole, just so it could look more like me is there a way that i could get like a where i could like transplant some follicles in that exact area of my dick like how much of a high risk surgery is that going to be and how much is it going to cost you know <laughs> what a ridiculous fucking thought oh my god dude this whole quarantine's driving me insane man you know, and it really shouldn't. Like, I think it really, it, it's probably, well, uh, I've been insane because obviously it's because it's my fault. I mean, yeah, we are like these biological social creatures. Like, we're supposed to be constantly fucking, you know, we're supposed to be constantly socializing and all of that. And yeah, we are. And, you know, that that's why part of me feels a little bit, you know, off. Because I haven't socialized in a, in a you know, person-to-person -person in a long time. And that sucked a lot. And also, there's, like, this big fear. Like, my mom's 61 years old, you know. And, like, 
obviously, and not obviously, because not everyone like loves their mom, but out of like every relationship that I have, every relationship that's like in my life, the most complicated yet I'd say stable or like powerful, like well, it's really one of the most important relationships in my life is the relationship with my mom. I don't know if that makes me a mama's boy. Maybe it does, but like my mom's like the only, like my mom's like my only immediate family. Like my dad's dead. I don't have any brothers. My mom, you know, she never remarried or never remarried or anything like that. And I'm, it's just me and my mom. It's always been me and my mom. And you know, the more I become an adult, the more I like realize all the sacrifices, all the bullshit that she just, put up just for me, you know, all the shit that she's provided, you know, she, she, she's fed me many meals and I'm just lucky to have came out of that vagina. Yeah. She's, she's a hard, you know, she's hard to live with, but I'm hard to live with too. You know, we both have our differences, but it's like, you know, it's a really, it's a relationship that matters to me. You know, she's someone I really, truly love really. And it's like, you know, she's 61. So she's in that, you know, in that range of people that are like mortally affected by COVID-19 if they get it. Not only that, but she recently discovered that she has um, sleep apnea, you know? So that's like a, that's a, that's a lung condition. So it's like, I am fucking terrified because of this. I really am. A part of me is like, and she's super paranoid, which is great, you know, because her paranoia kind of like directs me how I have to like, what I have to do so she doesn't get infected. Because I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid to like one day just, I don't know, I just cough on the table one day, <laughs> you know? Like one day I get COVID-19 and COVID-19 just fucking rides, just fucking hitchhikes inside the saliva of my throat, you know? Just fucking hitchhikes and I just cough all over the table and I fucking shotgun COVID-19 all over that goddamn kitchen table, you know? And I just, I don't know, I just, I don't think about it. I don't throw any Lysol on it. I just don't, I just cough. I, I didn't think about it, you know? I'm in my house. I'm in the safe zone, you know? In the safe zone, I get a little sloppy, which I should because I don't want to be, you know, uptight about what I touch in my house. So I cough over the table and one morning my mom just fucking wakes up. My mom just fucking wakes up and she just, you know, she 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 takes her daily dose of medicine, you know. I I don't I, I don't know if your moms also take this type of medicine, but it's like this like powder and she just like spreads it on the fucking table and she like cuts little lines in it and 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 fucking snorts it through each nostril, you know? Then she gets like super active and starts cleaning shit. Yeah. You know, it's good for her knee also. <laughs> and she just snorts COVID-19 through, through a rolled $100 bill. <laughs> oh, no. My mom's a saint. My mom's a fucking saint. You know, I, you know, I just really, like the fear is there, you know. Like she's super predisposed to the shit. Um, I work at Starbucks managing money, you know. And it's, it's, it scares the shit out of me. So there's this constant paranoia and fear, man, like on a daily basis. And it sucks, you know? Fuck. If my mom, oh, if my mom didn't have sleep apnea, I would be a little bit more, I'd say I'd be a little bit more sloppy. 
You know, but she has sleep apnea. She sleeps with passion. She is loud, dude. Just like this fucking laptop that's just chilling. It, it, it isn't doing... It's connected. It's fucking connected to a fucking power source, and it's loud, dude. It's fucking loud. My mom sounds like she's snorting. She She's doing a fucking... She sounds like she's dreaming about having a fucking cocaine line doing contest. You know, with the main character of Scarface, whose name I don't remember. And I shouldn't remember because that's not a movie of my generation. I don't care. Was it a great movie? Yes, Tony Montana. Now I remember. But Jesus Christ, it scares the shit out of me, man. And then, I, then, then I'm, I'm this fucking person, you know, I'm really hard on myself. I've talked about this before. I'm fucking glass half empty, you know, and there's this fucking feeling over me because I've, I've, I don't know if, if people that are my age, I'm 23. If you're like sort of my age, like I, this is, this is a phenomenon that I've came upon, which is like, I came upon this fucking thought, this thought of. Holy shit, I've wasted so much time of my life. I've wasted so many years just filling the void with pleasure. You know, constantly watching cartoons as a kid, playing fucking video games, drinking sodas. I used to be a fat fuck and I used to eat like two microwaved extra butter popcorns a day because my mom bought a 30-pack every two weeks at Costco, dude. And I was fucking, what, 12? I used to eat like a motherfucker. I was just constantly just pleasure, pleasure. I would jerk off 10 times a day. It was just constant pleasure. And in, and and I'm not saying pleasure is bad. I'm not saying that feeling good is bad. I'm just saying that all this pleasure that I was giving myself, it was, it just, it didn't have any purpose. It didn't lead anywhere. And that scared the shit out of me when I was like 22 or 21 when I realized, oh my God, I live in my mom's house. I'm out of college. I have a shitty job and I'm nowhere even close where I want to be in life, you know? And then you start looking at like at least millennials because I'm, I'm because I, like I'm a millennial by one year, but I'm like surrounded by a bunch of Zoomers. But my mom is a boomer. So it's like I, I don't even know where I am, you know, in this whole spectrum. And like like I have boomer influences and I have Zoomer influences, not a lot of millennials, although, yeah, there are. There are a lot of millennials in my life. You know, yeah, a lot of comedians are fucking the Puerto Rican scene are millennials. And I just, I just, I saw a lot of millennials that were still living at their parents' house at 30 years old. And, you know, and I would get along with them, but that's the thing. I got along with them and that scared the shit out of me, man. Like, oh, that's a possibility. You could be 35 and live with your mom, dude, with a degree or two. Like that could happen, man, you know? And then just when I noticed that, it's like my perspective changed. All of this fucking like 
pleasure that that really led me to nowhere just started I started feeling guilty because I, I was wasting time on things that that weren't you know pushing the needle in my life and I that's when I noticed holy shit what what am I doing man you know like I need to get on my shit but I don't know how to organize myself like I'm like like like, like at 22 or 21 I kind of had this realization you know the seed, this thought was planted inside my head and it just slowly started growing to the point that I just feel so guilty just playing video games. I feel so guilty just sitting on the couch. Ca- I can't do it, you know. And now I, I, you know, and that's the person who I became, which is great because I'm getting a lot of things done, you know. I'm pushing through that initial resistance when it comes to like writing, um, recording a podcast, creating a video. I am like breaking through this like resistant, this initial resistant barrier that a lot of us just, you know, because we are so used to easy dopamine, you know, just pressing a button and being stimulated by this fucking ginormous shiny rectangle in our fucking living rooms that projects colors and, and ideas and sounds. And it's just, it's so stimulating. It's so easy to just feel good by the press of a button. My brain's like, then why the fuck would you, you know, why the fuck would you want to do all these other things, you know, if that's the case? But somehow when I had this real scary realization, which sca- it scares the shit out of me, the thought of me still being here in a year or two scares the shit out of me. And after all this fucking coronavirus madness, it may be my reality. <laughs> and it scares the shit out of me, you know? And I don't fucking, now I'm, and now it's like, fuck, you know, I have all this free time. Now I want to do what, all anything and everything that I could fucking do to fucking, you know, be closer to where I want to be, to be closer to the point where I get the fuck out of here. But I don't even know what the world's going to look like. So I'm trapped. I'm in quarantine with this fucking drill sergeant in my mind that just doesn't let me rest doesn't let me play video games, doesn't let me fucking, it's, it's like, it's not letting me, man, I just feel so guilty, (laughs) and maybe it's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, but the good thing is, at least, at least with me, it's it's a drill, it's just a mean drill sergeant, you know, like, I, like, I don't, I don't know how to have downtime, it just, apparently, in, according to the, to the screaming dickhead drill sergeant in my mind, like downtime isn't real. I could always be doing something to like push the needle in my life, which I guess he's right, but it's tiring. And and but the thing is, what's interesting is when I do give in to that drill sergeant in my head, when I do give in to the demands of holy shit, I I don't want to be 27 and still living with my with my at the time she's going to be what 65-year-old mother is I oh man, just I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna tell you why. I lost my train of thought because just the thought of my mom being 65 right now just freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> you know, telling you, but yeah, the drill, the drill sergeant just doesn't let me. Does just 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 wants me to keep on working, keep on producing shit. You know, and I am. I'm doing stuff. I'm not as consistent as I I would like to be. But when I do give in to the demands of the drill sergeant, it actually feels good because I'm doing something I enjoy, which is being creative. And I do enjoy that. So I guess that's good. I guess that's something positive in my life. 
And I and I also where I live though I live with my mom, but I live in the middle of nowhere. Like I'm surrounded by thousands upon thousands of trees, dude. Okay, I live in a rural area. A bunch of trees around me. When I wake up, like when the sun hits my window, dude, there is a big, large array of different birds just singing their song, chirping, dude, just trying to get laid, dude. Every fucking morning, if I stay, if I wake up early enough, I can hear the fucking roosters, dude. The fucking roosters cacawing, dude. Cacawing. You know, they normally fucking, you know, do their Yankee Doodle bullshit. When, when they cock a doodle do, they normally do that 420 to remind all of us <laughs> to wake up and, t- and spark one up. But, you know, I wake up with that. If, if due to sky, I could see the view at my house every day. There's a fucking view, even if it's like a. A cloudy day. There's just there's so much to see. There's just beautiful landscape of fucking mountains that no matter what color the sky is, it's still beautiful in its own fucking way, dude. Sunsets, sunrises. It's just amazing, dude. They are amazed. My the sunsets where I live. Oh my fucking god, dude. Breathtaking. Breathtaking. And I, and this, you know, and for me to have all this readily available just right outside my house, it's, it's, it's ridiculous because I'm too angry to be someone that lives in the mountains, you know, secluded by people, surrounded by nature. I, despite all of that, I am still an angry, pissed off, fucking cunt dude just the tension in my eyebrows is always fucking there man like it's i'm always angry i'm too angry man i really like i don't have this i don't have the i would say i don't have the fucking calm frequency that's supposed to come that's supposed to be radiated out of someone that lives in the place that i live i don't have that doesn't work for me. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm so... It, it, it's just... I don't even know where it comes from. I don't even know if it's like a DNA thing. And I'm just this angry fucking asshole. And I live in the, in, in the middle of all this fucking beauty. And I'm trapped here. And I'm trapped with this fucking drill sergeant that's constantly screaming at me. Hey, you're not enough. And I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. And I'm trapped here in my house just dealing with it, you know? Just dealing with it. Sober. Although I wasn't sober um, for, tw- for, for 420, you know? And the days leading up, I decided to, you know, give myself a little treat. And the fucking, the craziest thing happened. The drill sergeant was still there. <laughs> he was louder than ever. Like, I was sober for, like, I would say a month and a half. Like, completely sober. No cigarettes, no alcohol, no weed. I was completely sober, and it's like I kind of let that drill sergeant manifest itself. I I would actually let it lead the way of my day, and I don't know. I guess it just materialized itself in my head. It became a, a louder voice, and, you know, like that drill sergeant got a fucking 
seat at the at the committee at the at the committee table inside my head and you know he was still there making me feel guilty as fuck guilty as fuck while I fucking sparked up these five fucking G's man I ended up my stash at 420 and now I'm like okay I got I gotta become an adult now <laughs> okay fine you know and, and and dude, I'm telling, I'm smoking weed throughout all, uh, looking at this beautiful landscape, which I was appreciating, but still, that nagging drill sergeant was still fucking there, man. But I do. I live in the middle of nowhere. I live amongst thousands upon thousands of trees, not a hundred trees. I don't live upon hundreds of trees, and I fucking, you know, I use that as an as an excuse to be weird, you know. I use that as an excuse to lick my cousin. Nah, bro. Nah, thousands, bro. Thousands of trees. There's a lot of remote fucking mosquito-infested areas, dude. There's a lot of places that no man has walked yet because it's in the middle of fucking nowhere, dude. You know? I live 10 minutes away from civilization, I guess. More or less 10 minutes. I live 10 minutes from my nearest Walgreens. You know, from civilization. And to be honest, you know, living all my life 10 minutes away from Walgreens has honestly, you know, made me like I I don't make fun of people who've married their cousins if they lived 15 minutes away or more from their local Walgreens. Then I get it. Then I understand if you live fucking 15 minutes or more from your local Walgreens, dude, have at it, man. Really. There's a lot of people around me who've married their cousins, and it's because they live so far away from society that their fucking options, it, it's so minuscule, you know, the array of options that they have disposed to them that it's just like, whatever, man, you know? I mean, I like her. She's cute. She's good at tag. <laughs> you know, I don't have to meet her family. I don't have to go through that ordeal. Because if you live 15 minutes away from your local Walgreens, that means that like you have to add those 15 minutes to the 30 minutes that's that it's going to take you to go on a date with a city girl. You know, at least from someone, you know, from where I live. If, if I want to date someone in the city, it fucking takes... 40 minutes, which is a lot, which is a lot, you know, and I'm telling you, 15 minutes, fuck that, dude, lick your cousin all you fucking want, dude, I get it, (laughs) oh, let me look for that inspirational quote, but anyways, I have a segment on this podcast where I say an inspirational quote, I love inspirational quotes, they really help me get through my week, and the inspirational quote of the week is, do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Oprah Winfrey. This is a very beautiful quote. I hate Oprah, but this is a real, this, this is like the first nice thing that's actually came out of her fucking mouth. It's a beautiful fucking quote. A lot of us right now just have to do what we have to do just to get by until the quarantine is lifted and we could do what we want to do. Just fucking keep at it. Don't give up. You guys could do it. And this, and, but this quote, I don't know. Like, yeah, Oprah could have said it, but it, I feel like this quote, do what you have to do until you could 
do what you want to do is a quote that would come out of the average sugar baby. Anyways, I <laughs> hope you motherfuckers enjoyed it. If you're not following the podcast on social media, please follow the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. All information is on the description or the episode notes. And if you really enjoyed this podcast, hey, share it with a friend, dude. That really fucking helps. But anyways, I'll keep you motherfuckers posted. Peace the fuck out.